0: Welcome to the Let's Hear My Girlfriend to Death
1: podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Welcome back to your favorite podcast where a horror movie watching couple watch horror movies thematically by month <laughs> and one of them dies a little each time. My name is Cindy. And I'm Josh. Yay! And we are here in the most wonderful time of the year. The kids are going back, back to school. Uh, I am back to work. I'm okay with that. It's all right. Uh, longtime listeners know that I am a public school teacher. It's uh, both a blessing and a curse. It is what it is.
0: It seems to be coming more and more of a curse as time goes by. Well,
1: yeah, and,
0: um, as yeah. as of anything with like working with kids or helping right. people. After a while, you age out, isn't that it? Well, it's you live in a society that doesn't uh, put emphasis or importance on helping other people. Correct. So why why would you? But today. We're going to watch a movie and talk about a country that does place that emphasis, Mm -hmm. uh, and that is Japan, because we are going to watch Battle Royale. Battle
1: Royale. Holy
0: shit, this movie. Um,
1: So uh, last (laughs) week we learned this came out in the early aughts. Is that right? Uh,
0: It came out December 16th, 2000 in Japan. Okay. It did not come out in America until 2012.
1: Oh, Quite the uh, delay on there. Is any kind of reason or just
0: it didn't get? Like I think it finally got a DVD or a Blu-ray, something like that. It would have been a DVD in 2012. Okay, Um, we're talking today about a movie that the Japanese Parliament unsuccessfully tried to have banned. They tried to ban this book, and then they tried to ban the movie. Why is that? Because this movie goes real fucking hard. Okay.
1: Uh. All right. So. To, to, to tell me about this movie, I
0: guess. Uh, this movie is, well, okay, let's talk about 2000 first. What do you remember about 2000?
1: Uh, let's uh 2000 would have been my junior year of college. Yeah. And I got my first apartment. It was a good time. What about you, my dear? Uh, this is where the years between us show. This
0: would have been, I would have been a senior in high school. Okay. For half of this year. Because right? like it would have been that fall, I would have started as a senior, and then I graduated that spring in 01 the year nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened that year. Um,
1: <laughs> nothing yeah. life-changing.
0: Uh, yeah, the world that was the year that the uh, iTunes debuted, uh, Wikipedia launched, uh, the Netherlands legalized same-sex marriage.
1: Oh, ahead of the time as usual. So there
0: you go. Uh, I believe the Xbox debuted. Uh, it was the year that we lost Jack Lemmon, Jason Miller, uh, Aaliyah, and George Harrison. Oh, wow, yeah. So, you know, uh, 2000. Um, but Battle Royale, Battle, Battle. Battle Royale, uh, is not rated. Okay. It is one hour and 54, 55, four minutes. Mm,
1: that's a little too close to the two hour mark for me, but but all right, let's well, see.
0: says the lady who just made... I did love Midsommar. Midsummer. summer two and a half hours nonsense her favorite movie of last month so we'll, we'll see uh it's di- directed by um long time directing pro uh kinji fukusaku uh, who directed Battles Without Honor and Humanity. Um, a lot of battles
1: in uh, this person's...
0: Yakuza Graveyard, Cops versus Thugs, Graveyard of Honor, Sympathy Ooh. for the Internet. A lot of Japanese gangster movies in the 70s, especially. Roger. Uh, he was president of the Japanese Directors Guild for a while. Okay. Uh, and it's written by Kenta Fukusaku, his son.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: he would actually go on to finish directing Battle Royale 2, Requiem, After his dad died while filming. Oh, wow. So, spoiler alert. It's a real family movie. There's a
1: sequel. because The the... dad died making it. This was that kind of a movie.
0: I would say this might be the greatest last movie ever made by a filmmaker.
1: (laughs) This is a good one to go out on. Like,
0: usually really great filmmakers Mm -hmm. will have a run. And then the last couple movies are you like eh. but not this one and then this this was like the last thing he did i mean we don't count battle royale 2 because he shot like part of it and then died okay it? he but didn't like it? okay holy shit this movie feels like it was shot by someone who was like 25 <laughs> not old as shit which kenji Fukusaka would have been
1: interesting um
0: so there you go it's based on a novel um and it stars uh butcher names and i apologize i go through this uh, every time we Japanese choose a foreign speaker, film but well that, they have so many good ones we try uh tetsuya fuji fujiwara which is shuya uh he would come back for battle royale 2 and he's in death note okay Are you familiar with death note isn't that an anime that's the thing where the kid writes a name in a journal and then that person dies yeah. i believe that's what that is yeah okay uh, the kid's the kids are all about it. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Akimeda is Noriko, who she's in Battle Royale 2 and a, a movie called The Cat Returns. Um, Toro Yam, Yamamoto is Shogo Kawada, who's in a movie called Moonchild.
1: Okay, I like Sounds that. Like a David Calm Bowie. down, War Child.
0: Sounds like a David Bowie album. Oh yeah, um, it does actually. Oh, the one person that I do know from this movie really well, and you probably will too is Chiaki Kiriyama. She plays uh, Takako uh, Chigusa. She was Gogo, Yabari, and Kill Bill. Okay, Remember the Japanese schoolgirl that had the flail thing with the yes. blades? That's her. Okay. Probably recognize Quentin Tarantino her loves this movie so much, he hired her to be in that movie. Nice. Because he was like, I just want something about a rail in this movie. This is... Tarantino Super. has often said... This is the only movie he's seen since he's been a film director that he wishes he would have made. So, nice. So um, the big shoes here. And then the biggest name in the cast, um, huge fan, at least for me. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, Takeshi Kitano, playing Kitano. Okay. Uh, he's a writer, director, actor, editor, and comedian. All
1: In real life or in the movie? And,
0: oh, in real life. And you know him. So he's famous for movies like Sonatine and The Blind Swordsman Zatoichi, and Outrage, Beyond Outrage, Kikajiro. Um, Cindy, you would know him best. As? As Vic Romano on Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Remember MXC, the show where it was like the, oh. the dub Japanese
1: people? <laughs> yes. I forgot it had a real name. We used to call it that Japanese show. He we all was watched. one
0: of the two hosts along with Kenny. Okay. It was, yep. it was him because he was a fucking comedian. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Who also did like insanely violent Japanese gangster films. Like, Obviously. Dudes kind of. All, it, it would be like if Jerry Lewis did. He was well rounded. J- like Scorsese mob flicks <laughs> and then did like flubber.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking. Multifaceted. It's weird. Like, doesn't want to be painted I guess into a corner. You I'll don't have
0: the same painting into the corner, like you said, that you do in American films where it's, you know, he kind of did everything. Yeah. So uh, this movie, <laughs> this movie Tell was me. was uh, they tried to ban it in the book as well. It came out uh, the same year, just to give you a hint, an idea. It's the same year as like Shrek and Legally Blonde. Okay. Um, no, it, yeah. Okay. It's whatever. This <sighs> you can't really compare it with anything because this movie lived in such a vacuum where the only way Americans could see it for twelve years That's was like, through bootleg. It's crazy. TVs yeah. Or VHS tapes. like they really like zone three. America didn't want this shit released. Like none of the studios would pick it up.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: It just kind of lived at this nebulous thing that we all kinda heard about and we would like find ways to watch it.
1: Okay. Yeah. How did <clears throat> how did you first see it?
0: Tape trading. Nice. So <laughs> I think I someone gave me a VHS in like college and I was like, Oh, this movie's fucking incredible. Um so yeah, I sent it's uh it's currently wa- playing. This is how far we've come. Twelve years, couldn't find it anywhere. Now it's on fucking Tubi.
1: <laughs> I know it's for free on Tubi. So, but I'm okay. So you want me to try to discern meaning from a poster?
0: I do. I'm gonna tell okay. you the the tagline, there's so many taglines for this movie, but uh, the one I'm gonna give you is their game, no rules, no prisoners.
1: Go. Okay, so I know this is going to be about something to do with back to school. I know it's called Battle Royale. I know it's like rated crazy violent. All right, the poster is, uh, it's like a back to school picture, like a class picture. Uh, and then, okay, so, gosh, survival program. So I'm going to say that it's, you know, it it is... Hmm, they take the lowest scoring students in public schools and they get to go to Battle Royale. And that way they kill off the stupid people, but the strongest can survive in like a Hunger Games scenario.
0: You're half right. Okay. Hunger Games ripped this ripped this movie off bedtime. Okay.
1: Okay, so that's what I'm going with. Woo, okay. But I'm trying to tie in the school thing with, like, I guess there. I
0: honestly don't believe that there would have been a Hunger Games... If there hadn't been this. If this movie had to exist at first. And okay. I'm sure there's like, well, there's whoever wrote Hunger Games. Like, whatever. I don't care. This okay. movie is... Intense. So good. Okay. Oh, those Hunger Games movies.
1: So we're going to be watching it on a fancy book, I remember uh, taking a look at. Ye- I have
0: a 4K. <laughs> and I have a box set with both movies. Uh, We're good to go. Okay,
1: and but it's available for free on Tubi, probably with commercials. Also
0: freebie. Okay, whatever the fuck freebie is. All right,
1: well stick around and uh, join us, won't you? Oh, I'm so excited. Mind the doors. ゲーム な、生き残る。<ス><ス> Well that was something. <laughs> that was a violent something. Uh we watched Battle Royale, aka. <laughs> I don't even know. Like Hunger Games meets God, it was that was a fucked up movie. <laughs> it was a good movie. Whoa. <clears throat> it was very Hunger Games-esque but um
0: hunger games actually killed the american remake mm-hmm. cuz they had wanted to do a remake of this movie forever oh, in america um yeah and hunger games had come out and they were like why why would we do it now cuz now every every kid will be like that's just a ripoff of hunger exactly. games but it's actually the other way around right so right. but then this movie belongs to a long tradition of, like, apocalyptic games. Yeah,
1: that, yeah but see, like, squid like, games, see... Well, all that,
0: all that comes after. Well, I like,
1: know, but, like, it, it's its own little genre.
0: Yeah, which Battle Royale kind of kicked off in movies in a lot of ways. Oh. Like, uh, a lot of the stuff that you see, like, obviously, squid games and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that takes its... Uh, you could direct directly go back to battle royale from it right like it, this is the grandfather of yeah. that weird like competition murder genre for film in a lot of ways um there were other movies but none of them had the impact and weight that this one did like this was like it's still i think a top 10 grocery of all time in japan wow like, no it
1: has a, it does it just have one sequel where yeah, it yeah, does just, it have just like a one. whole okay it just didn't one. Um, Go the way of Halloween.
0: No, they didn't do like 4,500 sequels. Okay. Um, (laughs) So many Halloween sequels and they're so disconnected. But um, this has a vibe a lot like, I don't know if if you've read or the listeners have read things like um, The Running Man. Or watch oh, The, the right. Running Man with, Sch- with Schwarzenegger, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, it's a game. And, like, yeah, game if you your lose, life. you die. And what do you win? You win your freedom.
1: Yeah, you don't win anything. You just get to stay alive another day sort of a thing.
0: Right? It's This has a lot of that, a lot of Running Man in it. And mm-hmm. it's also, like, um, Stephen King wrote another book called The Long Walk, which I think is, like, yes. the, the best book that no one's ever adapted of Stephen is Kings*.
1: Is it a book or is it a short story? It's a
0: book. It's
1: like a short book. I thought it was in the. Um,
0: um it's it's one of the Bachman books.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. So, I think it was but a... it's. It's a it's very good story. Like
0: two hundred and eighty mm-hmm. some. Page. It's for King. It's short as shit. That's but, why it's Bachman, <laughs> right? It's a Bachman book because it can be short. Um, yeah, it's a story. I don't know. I you've clearly read it, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's the story about how every year in, I think, of Vermont. That's children, too,
1: isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
0: It's same age, too. It's yes, like it ninth is. graders.
1: Listen, I teach eighth grade. I have taught eighth grade, for this is my now have 16th year. Have you ever had year. them read The Long Walk? No. But I get it. I get it. Hard T. Yeah. I get it. These kids are fucking mean as fuck. They find one weakness and they attack and they dig deep i'm of the age now that i get to be like i am older than your mother sit your ass down you're not going to talk to yeah call your mom like i get away with that these kids are brutal there's something about that 13 through 15 they are that is not a good time they are not good people i see people at their worst part of their life (laughs) it is bad
0: I get it. So, like, as a social worker, I do too. <laughs> oh, for like sure. Just, just like the worst times of their yeah. life, not like the worst age of their life. Actually, I, well, I do see middle schoolers too. So there <sighs> you go. Um, no, it's the long walk is essentially a short book about not, it's like eighth or ninth graders who sign up. They might even be a little older. They're high school kids, essentially. Yeah. Like, there's a hundred. I think you're of right. that it's... yes. And it's been a minute since I've read it, but they all end up starting at the start line and then they walk yep and you have to walk day and night you can't stop there's no stopping and if you slow down under a certain amount you get a warning and three then... warnings you get like a strike you get three strikes you're out you're murdered right. by the military yeah
1: you're, you're taken out right. like they walk behind you sort of a thing
0: and they follow along and then they shoot you and like they, so they talk behind. very much about having to time your strike so you could take a shit right because it's stephen king right he loves talking about like the, the Nitty mechanics gritty. of the world. Like, this is how you would take a shit in a game. I appreciate where, like, it. Yeah, thanks, Steve.
1: Um, I appreciate it. They
0: talk about the kids walking backwards so they could pee on the road and all this stuff. And it's just the relationships that form amongst these kids. And only one can win. And
1: only one can not
0: only win, be alive. Yeah, well, I mean, the it's the same as
1: The Hunger Games. And, you know, yeah. the, it's this the big, idea. The
0: big difference between The Hunger Games and I think The Long Walk might be the biggest influence on it because the um Battle Royale was a book first. Okay. So I think The Long Walk has a well, big,
1: Hunger Games was I'm I'm curious what Games, kind of Battle came Royale. out. Battle um, Royale
0: came out before Hunger Games. Even the book? Yes. I was curious. Yeah. Um but Stephen King has been very open that The Long Walk is about young men going off to Vietnam and dying.
1: Mm. I mean, what's the difference? Genuinely, what's the difference?
0: Right? It's like Hundred of you're gonna go and only one of you's gonna come back, yep. and that one's gonna come back is gonna be scarred for the rest of their life, yep, physically and emotionally, right? Like the long walk. The reason kids volunteer is because when you get back, or like when if you're the winner, you get whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of tease that it's a world where everything is terrible, everything's in short supply. Um, it's just a either capitalist or communist <laughs> hell. Probably or, West, King, or West Virginia, probably modern day, hell, where you know, Pete, you can't get medicine like just dystopian hell. And then West Virginia, if you can modern win, day, <laughs> you get I whatever. Say you want. As I'm
1: begging to try and find a prescription for my child. Yeah, it's happening right now. We're living in a very strange little hellscape. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is like you're trying to get everything you've ever wanted, like all your dreams. Yeah, right. And battle royale. Which we've not even talked about the plot. It's a group of like I ninth was very graders. close in
1: the beginning, yeah. So it's grade n- it, yeah. it's year nine, which it, I believe is equivalent of our like maybe sophomore year. I'm not sure though. Yeah, um, and then it's is it like they're nominated by their teacher to become like I, I think
0: it's you're drawn at random. Maybe how that's it. it. Like. He was just there because he had been their former teacher and was like, "Fuck these kids." Yeah, because they're all hundred percent. they help awful. you. Especially since their awful. current teacher didn't want, like, didn't want them to do it. And well, was because he was against the idea of Battle Royale.
1: Yeah, he was um, also very, a little too much of like a kid. Like he was playing with them, and I don't know, it made me uncomfortable. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah,
0: it, we've all worked with that guy. Yeah, who's like, it's like, bro, you are ten years older than them. Calm the fuck down. Yep,
1: bring it down. However,
0: <laughs> not a fan of the idea of a battle royale. So, so he's killed. Yeah, it's essentially the beginning of the movie. We're told that battle royale was pa- a law that was passed. It's the shortened version of the law that's passed to by try Japanese and Correct. Congress.
1: Think um, Clockwork Orange. Like it, it was to curb youth violence and disrespect and kids running among to like and curb, youth gangs, and, right?
0: Right, the idea of like, well, how do we scare these kids straight? Well, they could be picked Aww. at random, right, to fight their friends to the death on an island.
1: Which I don't know how that teaches anyone a lesson, because they all die. Okay, there's. Two. And if it's at random, then I have, I okay, have an not... answer. Okay, hit me.
0: Um, because because in the movie, not in not in how this would apply in real world, but in the movie, it's fucking cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just mean like. In Hunger Games, at least, it was kind of like, oh, you're doing this as a sacrifice in honor of this, and this is the reason you do it. And, and The Long
0: Walk is like, there's, there's, there's you a prize. It's
1: money, isn't it?
0: No, it's anything you want. Yeah, it's right? your dream. But, like, it breaks you. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing in The Long Walk. Like, even the people that win are so broken by They're the lost. end of it that right. they might as well be dead.
1: Hunger Games kind of lost sight of that by the third book, but whatever. So, um, but
0: this is a movie where... In and, and a book where you have ninth grade, 10th grade, I don't know how the Japanese school system works necessarily, but grade nine kids who are drugged on a school, like they're going on a field trip, and then they wake up with their old teacher who they were, some of them were very shitty to. Like, yeah, like very cut shitty. Cut him with a like,
1: knife. I was gonna say shitty, meaning like, oh, stabbed him. Yeah. Legit stabbed him. And
0: he's just like, Welcome to Battle Royale. You've been selected. And then they do a thing where, like, to really drive home the stakes, he tells that girl to stop whispering, and she keeps whispering, so he, he fucking just, throws a knife into her yeah. head and kills her. <laughs> and, he, and then just goes over
1: Blum. and
0: pulls it out, wipes it off, and then goes Continues. back to Continues. And I love the fact that Ke, uh, Takeshi Kitano does this thing where he is such a child when he is not being violent and terrifying. Yes. Right? Like, he's doing little kid exercises. Yeah. Whenever the videotape's playing, of the lady that's explaining Battle Royale, she's like... Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's interacting like, fully. He's like,
1: like, it's... Yeah. He's reacting he's fully. He's
0: fucking idiot. And he's so
1: excited to kill like, these kids. He's just
0: like, oh, I've waited so long for these kids to actually fucking get their comeuppance. I hate it's, these kids
1: so much. It's
0: crazy. And then, I think it's, you know... Uh, 20 or 30 boys 20 or 30 girls right and then they send them out with a backpack that has food <laughs> water and a random and, weapon and a
1: well a random object yeah it out like some are and they they know going in that some will be helpful it's totally random some, some will be helpful get some guns. won't
0: some people like get our a bulletproof main vest gets a fucking potlid
1: uh another kid gets binoculars like it uh, you know, those two girls
0: get that fucking megaphone that sets up the best part of the movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert! More on that in a moment.
1: They all die.
0: Um, so yeah, it's everyone in their class, and then there's two kids that are brought in. Right. So there's um, Kawada who
1: one volunteered, and then the
0: I forget the other kid's name who volunteered, um, who is terrifying. Ugh. Like, you find out that he just wanted to be there. Yep. Um, in the book. He actually is part of their class and is, like, the main school bully. Oh, okay. So I think it's interesting for the movie, they were like, no, he volunteered because he's a fucking psychopath. Fair. Like, he, it definitely gave off the vibes Mm -hmm. of...
1: He's a total psycho. Yeah,
0: but it also gave me the vibes of, there was this thing, it still exists, but in the early 2000s, late 90s, there was a big push that, like kids that play video games all the time. Oh, or violent. Psychopaths and weird yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Um, and he seems like that kid, right? Who played a lot of video games and was like, I want to do this for real. Yeah. So they get added to the mix. And then, of course, they get weapons.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. And they're killing, like, everyone's killing each other to get each other's weaponry. Um, you kind of see all the little romance, you know, of essentially middle schoolers, young high schoolers kind of unfold in these dramatic times.
0: Yeah, I told you, I think some of the lines are corny, but they're corny because they're teenagers. Exactly. And right? it's like...
1: It truly did not... It I'm It did dying. not phase me as like, oh, this is corny. It was like, oh, this is what these fucking kids yeah, say. Yeah, I'm
0: dying and I'm like, you just look so cool.
1: Yeah. You're so cool. Thank you. You look cool too. Yep. Like... Trust you know, me. I... They could have dabbed and been like, yeah, that's accurate.
0: I love you. You've never spoken to me before. I know, but I still love you. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I've loved are, you forever. Those kids are dumb. Like, they don't been deserve months. to die. Oh, no,
1: of course but not. But they're fucking Absolutely dumb. not. Because they're kids. Their kids are fucking dumb. It kind of, it reminds me, it not reminds me, but it's it's parallel to like Midsummer, where, no, those guys did not deserve to die. Absolutely. No one in that movie deserved to die. But when she's so heartbroken and her, she's lost her entire family and like if she knew what those guys were saying behind her back like yeah fuck you fuck you you all die and i get a new family I, fuck you
0: i love the idea that now midsummer's going to be the art stick for you for like <laughs> like you know like, in midsummer and i'm like we're talking about like
1: No, I just you you know what I mean though. Like, I I don't think anybody in that movie deserved to die. In the moment, but in you know you have that thought for a moment, almost like like if I were, what if I came back and I was blind? Then they'd see. It's the same thing. Like, fuck you, you all deserve to die. Like, no, they don't, and you see why they don't. But
0: yeah, it's so it's like three days, and by the end of the three days, if not everyone is dead except for one person, we left a big part. They had these, yeah, they had these
1: collars on them that we learn has like a microphone and obviously it's a tracking device um and yeah at the end of the third day if there's only one standing that person wins but if there's more than one standing they all go off you everybody dies and you watch um as one goes off pretty early on like when they're still in the lobbies
0: it's the kid that stabbed the teacher
1: right he cuts
0: him and then he blows his head up
1: with a remote control. And
0: that's our main character, Shuya's best friend. Right. Right. Who had, They run the
1: foster care. They were yeah. in the system together.
0: Um, and I think this movie does interesting as well, is it alternates with what's happening now on the island with these kids being turned loose and having to fight. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, these kids, like it's violent and it's crazy. But then you get glimpses of certain kids' backstory
1: for like a, a couple exactly. minutes. And you're like, Ugh. And I think that kind of is what separates... The cream of the crop as far as, like, teachers and social worker, anybody who works with kids, right, is that if you have a good heart, you know, that, like, oh, anybody can be a teacher sort of a thing. But um, it's, where was I going with this? Hang on, I lost my train of thought. Can I? Throw where were out we going with I that? I thought we were going to say. Where Wait, what were we talking about? Just a second. We were talking
0: about uh, the flashing back to, like, the oh, kids' lost. like
1: like you are trained as an educator you are trained as a sh- social worker you're trained yeah. to to realize like yeah these kids are you're seeing them at their worst you see them on their wor- like the probably the worst day of their life i see them at at the worst part of their adolescence right when the acne is at its worst and everyone's as gangly and mean and hormonal and awful yeah. and it's easy to get really pissed it sure but like you know oh that kid doesn't have power at their house that kid is living in the foster system that you know what I mean like yeah yeah, yeah, you you realize it's like I mean and so they do do a good job of sprinkling in this is why they're like this guys like this is what they have seen this is what they've gone through yes
0: and I that's what I was going to get to is the idea of I once had someone tell me we had a kid um, in residential years and years ago was just fucking awful and I remember someone who I worked with who was infinitely patient told me There are no bad kids. There's just, like, bad histories. Yeah. Right? There's just, you know. It's true. And it's true. Like, we've said it before, hurt people hurt people. Like, a lot of these kids are just acting out Mm -hmm. either the things they've been taught, they don't know any better, or they're, like, in defense mode 24-7. Right. Right? Like, the idea of it's always fight, flight, or freeze in my world because you never know what's going to happen. Like foster kids are like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Kids who have been abused are like that. Mm -hmm. Like the one girl who's so fucking mean and just killing people left and right. You You find find out like her drunk mom was like her, like letting dudes have sex with her when she was little. Yeah, like yeah, that's that's fucked up. Like that's mad fucked up. Yep. Right. Um, Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people get these little backstory glimpses, and. It reminds you and it does this really interesting thing of like, because I think, especially I can only imagine what this would have been like to see like in the furor of its release. Mm -hmm. But I imagine people were like, oh, my God, it's so violent. No, it's so much fun. And then occasionally it's just like, by the way, these are people. Yeah. Like this thing that you're excited and you're cheering for. These are people. Um, And I think we don't. And these are things that happen. We don't have enough of that in the world. Yeah. Agreed. We're really, really good as a species, at othering everyone, right? Because
1: it's a thing you have to do. Do you want me to give my Terry Pratchett quote about this?
0: To hate people. You can't hate someone who you identify with.
1: Yeah. To sum up easily, Terry Pratchett in one of his books explains, there's a great quote that I'm going to bastardize awful about. It's always them. It's never us. And you never agree with them because they're on the wrong side. And he, you wouldn't agree with that because then you'd be one of them and they're the like, it, it's that idea yeah. that I tried to explain to my, my students today, we were doing a little mini research thing and they were allowed to ask questions about what we were looking up and answers that we heard. And someone said, what, what do they mean? Old money, new money. What is that? They're talking about the unsinkable Molly Brown. And I, I'll explain later at some point in my life how we got there from talking about Mother Jones, but it's fine. Um, I want
0: to know why you're talking about Mother Jones.
1: And uh, I was like, well, so when all the pilgrims and like the first white people came over and were colonizing and killing people uh, and they decided they needed to hate each other as well. And so there's a difference between people who found wealth by being resourceful here in in the colonies and the people that were brought over. And a kid just looked at me and went, are you kidding me? Doesn't a dollar spend like a dollar no matter where or when it goes? And I was like, yeah, you get a bud. You are 13 years old and you get that. Everybody has to have another. Everybody has to have the person that they, you know, dump on. You have to. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it wasn't that way at all, but I mean, I, that's, in a very, that's how it is. In a
0: very simplistic, overly easy way. I mean, that's why things like racism exist, right? Mm-hmm. It's the idea of like... You know, I may have it bad, but I'm not this.
1: Yeah. So In Saturday Night Fever, I'm not going to, you know, quote that movie, but uh, it's it, the, the, when the protagonist realized that like his world is falling apart and it's all just smoke and mirrors, he kind of says, he's like, you know, he's part of the <clears throat> Italian scene of the 70s. And he's like, we shit on the African-Americans, the African-Americans shit on the Native, like the you know, the Spanish Americans who shit on the Native Americans. He's like, there, it's always you know, it always we dump down, we dump down. We're not better than anybody. We just have to you know make fun of each other, and that's
0: American. That guy was a better dancer. Yeah. He deserved the
1: you know what. That's American
0: stop. society, American society is literally like, mm-hmm. and our social structures are, are have been weirdly built on the concept of punching down. Hundred percent. We always punch down um, when we should be punching up. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You should be aiming to knock the people above you down a peg rather than like trying to punch the people below you who are trying to get go even lower level of like livability.
1: I think and that's what bothers me, I think, about the American kind of concept is that they had the only thing that we've learned from world history is that keep everybody separate and keep them fighting. Or before they realize who's really the, like, you know, this entire country was founded on no kings. And yet we have fucking dukes and duchesses sitting in the Senate for 50, 60 years. Like, how is that any different than a monarchy? How is that any different at all? We have a Supreme Court justice that like, here are the receipts of how corrupt they are. They're like, oh, those receipts are fake. Here's video. Here's phone. Like, here's all the evidence in the fucking world. Here's him admitting when he took these trips and whatever. Because there's nothing you can do because he's king of America.
0: Like, Lyndon Johnson was right in the fact that, like, you, all you need is to convince one poor person and another poor person is trying to yeah. rob them blind. And then they will give over everything to, to fight that person, right? Welcome
1: like, to West Virginia.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's bananas. But I think it's interesting that you brought up – um a clockwork orange with this right. movie because we don't have that concept uh we don't have that flashback moment with alex we don't see no, we don't yeah that's why a good is point. alex alex it's just we're in his world and he is definitely the protagonist and this movie is now that you're you've mentioned it it's kind of like the inverse mm-hmm. to a clockwork orange i agree and the fact that like it's a movie where there are lawless youth that are dangerous and scary, so the government does this thing, and then the main character is like the nicest fucking kid who is like, I don't want to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Like he kills one kid by by accident because and they're is... rolling down the hill wrestling, and mm-hmm. then that kid accidentally cuts himself,
1: and he is so panicky about it up until his own end. Like,
0: he doesn't kill anyone, right? And he's mm-hmm. he goes out of his way. He carries uh, that girl on his back that he loves. Yes, like he's just good um he's the exact opposite of alex right right but i think both where we talked about um the long uh, the long walk being about vietnam i think battle royale is about the same thing that i think a clockwork orange is about which is the evils that an individual can do are far outweighed by mm-hmm. the evils that like a government can oh do. yeah like
1: oh yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, talk yeah.
0: about like oh my god yeah Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. jack the ripper is dangerous and scary he killed how many kill millions he
1: killed like six women right i'm not a jack the ripper stand. i don't know but it's like a low number
0: it's weird that those (laughs) things exist right well people that are like that's my serial killer
1: (laughs) watch this not not watch i say this on an audio audio podcast hey josh who's your serial killer you Who's your favorite serial killer?
0: I don't have a favorite serial killer.
1: Okay. Because before you, you, at one point, you were like, oh, it's, and you just told me. It was that one guy that, like, Hannibal and, like, all those, are, and, like, Psycho have, like, a taste of. Oh, no,
0: no, He's not my favorite. He's, like, the most important. <laughs> he's, not, he's not my favorite, Cindy. He's just yeah. part of the history. Um, what's his name? From <laughs> Wisconsin. He's the reason that Psycho and Texas Chainsaw exist. Right? That. Like, he's the he's the real life uh, egg Gein. That He's the it. reason that two of the most famous horror movies ever exist. Um, I never had a thing where I was like super into serial killers. Yeah, I, I, either. I, You know, I mean, you want to talk about cult leaders. <laughs> Maybe it's a little different. But um, no, I think it's the individual can do so much less damage. Yeah. Right. Like someone spirals out of control and then worst case scenario, the individual that goes and just shoots up a place, kills like, you know, five, six, seven more people. Um, like the fucking lunatic and Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like it's a tragedy and it's terrible, but like it's and doesn't compare to what like governments can do. Oh yeah, and like how governments will stamp out free will or stamp out your ability to like live your life and be or, happy.
1: Or like I, I, there's also the idea in this movie of. Let's punish these kids. Fuck these kids. They're so disrespectful. But in showing their backstory, it's like, okay, but what are you doing to fix why they're like this? Why, why is your solution to the problem to kill them all for sport and I'm sure for betting and whatnot? What are you doing to stop that Like little girls from being, you know, sold into prostitution? What are you doing to stop the insane amount of unemployment that that one boy's father had? and the, the the father dies by suicide like none of that's addressed oh yeah the government's response to the to the outbreak of defiant teenagers is to tamp them down not to fix the cause and so it's the that's same, the world we live it's in the right same the clock records right the idea yes. is like
0: there's an epic crime spree and what you spend your money on rather than addressing the problem mm-hmm. or fixing wealth inequality because that's the last thing anyone in power wants to do right. is share. Right. So what they do is they develop a treatment that essentially makes you sick if you see violence. Instead it makes you, like, of psychologically adverse to the idea of sex and violence. Yeah. Rather, so essentially taking away a person's free will, um, taking away their their ability to choose what they do, and it's the same with this movie. I would say the biggest differences between um, Clockwork and and Battle Royale are. The obviously the two main characters. One is <laughs> one is inherently a super good person. Right. The other one is it's inherently not.
1: the worst person in the movie. Yeah, um, not a good guy. And they
0: both have all their choices taken from them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And you and you're left. You're supposed to be thinking like, oh, what?
0: Yeah. Why? But here's the thing. But what, Alex in A Clockwork Orange. Is a total agent of chaos mm-hmm. who at the end of the movie has to join the establishment, right? Because yeah. the establishment is like, we fucked up. Yep. Like, you're going to come with us and we're going to take pictures and we're going to show... Like, so he goes from being this agent of chaos to being like an agent of the government. Yep. Of propaganda. Um, in Battle Royale, you have like the, la- the, like the kid who is least likely to... Even think about politics. Let alone a bell against the government. Who goes from being like middle of the road nice guy to like anarchist? Yeah, chaos agents at the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Just to survive. Yeah. So it's their their trajectories pass, and it's very interesting. Um And there is a kid on the island who is like an anarchist and is building a bomb. Oh, right, right, um, right. He hacks
1: the system, and that's I, yeah, we skipped how, over him. Yeah.
0: That's how they get out of the collars, and mm-hmm. then that's how the, I forget, I can't remember his name, um, the kid who volunteered to go gets blinded, and then him and Kawada shoot it out. And then it ends up with the th- the three main characters being left are Kawada and Shuya, and then I forget her, is she?
1: She's who uh, wins Noriko? Noriko, yeah. yeah.
0: And they end up like, the system's down, all they have is the... Callers with the microphones to go by so Kawada pretends to murder them um he's declared the victor the military leaves because they're like done yep and then he shows up at the main base and it's just katano and then um they kill him yep well he forces their hand that is the one person shia kills oh is because he pretends he's gonna kill that girl but it's a squirt gun right we don't know it's a squirt gun until after like shia shoots the shit out of him and he skirts with the squirt gun and dies. That's great. Right. And then Koada dies on the boat as they make it to the mainland. Mm-hmm. And then um, they're wanted by the law for murder. Right,
1: murder.
0: Um, fuck this movie. It so was good. a movie. It's so good.
1: It has a lot to say. In it spark in a lot of violence.
0: So not only a sequel, but like so many ripoffs. Good. So many rip-offs.
1: I love a good dystopian world. You know I, you know that.
0: Yeah. Um, we talked...
1: I thrive in those types of uh, watching environments. We not in real life, I cry. We mentioned at the
0: beginning of the podcast that this movie, um, the Japanese government tried to ban the movie and yes. the book. And I find it interesting that governments are always wanting to censor the art and not address the... What the art is showing,
1: guys. I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna throw out another quote for you here. That's a line from Rent The opposite of war isn't peace, it's creation. Like this idea of creating things, and you know, that's the opposite of violence. Yeah, and you know, you know, gosh, even movies like uh, Dance with Me or whatever that Richard Gere movie was, were about that. Like, give the kids the arts, and suddenly they want to go to school. You know, give people a chance to cr- express themselves, and oh, they can, their coping skills improve.
0: It's a thing where like governments will go, "Oh, this movie's too violent," while there's shootings going on in the streets. Yeah, and you're not going to address the shootings in the streets, right? You want to shut down the movie because that's the easy win, right? Um, and so I think why they so many years went by where people were just like, "It's video games." It's because if you could just shut down video games. Right, you're like, well, that's a win. We don't have to worry about actually like addressing gun violence.
1: We're talking about how generations of young men were sent away to war at much younger ages than those that are sitting there playing on their video games. Or but requiring whatever.
0: mental health care, it's a thing. Whatever. Um, so this movie actually was never banned in the U.S. Um, it just was never kind of flew, and under, picked the, up. And flew here's under the radar. Why. Uh, there were a couple reasons why it never got an American release, and I tracked them down. Okay. So, the studio Toei refused to license the movie for North American distribution and rejected offers from several American companies initially, Um, and then their fee was really high for this movie when they finally, like, started, like, talking. Negotiating, okay. And then once they started negotiating, Columbine happened. (sighs) And then every American company was like, we don't want this. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. so Columbine, if you are young and you don't know what that is, I was, was kind of
1: the college.
0: first huge American school shooting, right? It was the one that really kicked off.
1: It was the first widely publicized lot of media type of thing. Yeah. The first.
0: one where like, we all knew their names. Yeah.
1: The first shooting in North America actually happened in Canada. Well, yeah, but, but like. The you first, know how America is. We take stuff Canada does and we make it bigger and better and do our own spin sorry go
0: ahead um this movie was placed on an index for youth endangering media in germany which meant that no one in germany was allowed to sell the movie and all copies were confiscated by the police
1: wish the motherfucker was um
0: the court revoked its ruling though um and as of uh a few years ago the movie is no longer confiscated nor on the index and it actually got a uh, release, like a proper German release in 2017.
1: Okay. That's good then. So,
0: but it it's... Scared. This movie scared people. Yeah. Like, it scared governments,
1: which is wild. Because it makes you think. It makes you th- do things like, oh, why are they hurting those kids rather than fixing the problems? Huh. Okay. Oh, like,
0: oh, violence is not fun whenever, like, you're confronted with the fact that, like, there are real human beings involved. Like the
1: kid who stabbed the teacher... Um, is in a flashback, just covered in books. <clears throat> he absolutely loves to read. That's like his thing. They're just he, they're in this foster foster home. However, uh, it's worked in uh, Japan, and just did you notice that there mm-hmm. were just the, there was books everywhere, and he was just reading, reading, and it was like, huh, yeah. There are these. Hmm. Okay, it's not the kid's fault again. Okay, like
0: real moments Mm -hmm. so i don't know um i love this movie what are we
1: watching next week how are we going to follow this one
0: uh well we're gonna we're gonna watch the faculty
1: (laughs) with john stewart yes nice i have never seen that movie um which is strange because of my age and and whatnot (laughs) but i've never seen it because you Um, know my theory on scary movies did did you like this movie i liked it I liked it a lot more as we started, you know, obviously, as we kind of started talking about it and kind of breaking it down. But I did really enjoy this movie. It was a great, it went quickly. It was, there weren't like twists. It was more like every time I was like, I wish I knew more about this character. Oh, I don't remember it. There was a flashback. So it, it almost like it read its audience very well. Um, it answered the questions that something that, like I might have had. And I, I appreciate that. It was a good movie.
0: So, do you have a
1: favorite scene <laughs> um, or character? I, 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 liked when when the mean teacher was like so fun, like the video, because there's an instruction like <laughs> little. There's like a little DVD they put in, like "Konichiwa Aitara," and, and just very cartoony and silly. And it was like, and he's interacting with it like it's Sesame Street. It, very funny, especially looking back in hindsight, like knowing how the movie ends and things that happen. Like, yeah, that's about right.
0: I love the Kawada character who got brought back. Yes. Not the one who volunteered, but the other the one other who one. had done it before and got held back mm-hmm. specifically because they wanted him to shake shit up. He had won before. Um, the guy who had the Dragon
1: Ball Z hair? That was... His
0: name was Kiriyama.
1: That's it. Thank Our, you. Yeah, I finally
0: got his name. Um, so... Uh movie. Did um, you watch this with your kids? One of the has seen
1: it. Um, maybe the little ones doesn't like violence. Yeah, that freaks him out. He likes some violence. He likes '80s violence. He's not ready for 2023 violence. Uh he's
0: ready for 2000. The the violence?
1: 2000 violence. The uh, older generation has subtitles, so they're not gonna. They, they, nope, nope. It's already out. They don't want to watch anything with subtitles. If you have someone in their upper 70s who does enjoy movies with subtitles, this, I mean, it's violent, but it, it has a really good plot and it has an interesting message that you have to kind of see through the violence in order to get.
0: Yep. Okay. I'm going to run through it real fast. What's that? I'm going to arc off this thing. We've done this forever. I'm going to do and it this super en- fast. Okay. So, is this an exploitation movie? does it meet the criteria. So okay. action A, yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. Tons of action.
0: Revolutionary? I think
1: so. Yeah, I. It's like I said, that's kind of up to you. I don't know. You tell me, like, which came first. Killing? So. Tons of killing. Tons of killing. Uh, oratory? You're so cool. <laughs> I don't know if there's a... I would put that under, like, oratory. But here's the thing. There's I'm some a, funny little, like, lines I don't, here I don't and think, there.
0: I don't think we're judging this by, like, are there memorable lines? But are is the dialogue realistic to what...
1: Uh, like it's
0: goofy and clunky and like teenage But it is like,
1: teenagery, kinda of like an exploitation would be. Like okay. every
0: kid was like, I'm yeah. Romeo and you're Juliet oh and oh yeah. like Of course. I just came to see you. Oh uh, <laughs> fantasy <laughs> yeah.
1: God, I hope so.
0: Yes. Not
1: a good one. As of right now. Not a good one, but uh, uh it's a fantastic world. Not really. Um there's like young teenage love and that kind of thing, but there's no real yeah. I mean that kind of goes out of uh, Japanese kind of cinema style anyway.
0: It would have been blurry if they did.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. so, like, uh,
0: yes, I think this makes the criteria for an exploitation An exploitation girl, film. A God film. Damn good
1: one. A fine one at that. Oh
0: my God. So it'll be next week for the faculty. The
1: faculty. So until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.